Do not buy raw vegan protein powder. Raw? What is it? Just like a peanut shit in a bowl? Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. I always feel like there's just a little extra delay when we get to Ash every episode. (laughs) Oh, me? Oh, I was going to say Patrick. (laughs) No, I feel like I'm right on the heels of Ash. I'm like right there. I was texting, I will say. I was using my phone. So I've been caught... We all know we see the blue glow reflected on your face. Yeah. Um, and cast. <laughs> we have a guest with us this evening, a uh, prolific game creator, game maker, game seller, probably most known for his Drinking Quest tabletop card game series. Mm. That's a lot of fun. I've had plenty of drunken fun nights myself playing it. Please welcome to the show, Jason Anarchy. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for being on. here. So Pat and I met at a Geekly Con, and oh. yeah, was, we were the like story Twitter. with that. We were like, right, we would chat on Twitter, Twitter buds, before, and then and then what's funny is I didn't, but we didn't know we were both going to Geekly Con. I'm kind of a mainstay at Geekly Con, and then I did a double take when I saw like the, your booth there. I was like, no shit, is that? <laughs> I gotta go say hi <laughs> yeah, in person. It wasn't really a con where you have a booth. My uh, like my best yeah. friend that helps me with. Uh, with my game stuff and you know, running that side of the business. Galen. Yeah. Shout out to Galen. Uh, he really wanted to go to that con and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it for you. Whatever. You know, it's a road trip and it's like a two day con or something. Uh, ended up being a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, the geekly people are, are really cool. And, you know, I met some new friends there and everything. So that was uh, kind of a, it, it was nice to go to a, a con for fun and not just, you know, have it be a consumer consumerism frenzy and, uh, you know, worry about moving the units, which is also fine. But uh, that that was a fun one for sure. Right nice. on. Are the tickets for that already on sale? They are, and they are a ten percent discount. I already have mine. I already Ooh. bought my premium ticket. We got to pick ours up. Oh. We are going to both yeah, Comic Con and Geekly Con this year. Woo! How are you doing that? Aren't they the same weekend? They are no, yeah, the same. not this, this year, this baby. Week, yeah, oh. this year they're. Uh, <laughs> you guys are. I'm so. You didn't tell oh, me. Wow. This. I'm so excited. Surprise! Merry Christmas <laughs> in July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very excited. What? Yeah, I thought we had a whole conversation about how we wanted to do a live show there and we were oh, all set yeah, to go. We about and you were yeah. going to tell us when the tickets went on sale. Is how I remember that conversation. He's telling us right now, Ash. Right yeah. now, this very I'm second. I'm sorry. I had a piece of my head removed 48 hours ago. You did. <laughs> it's technically Patrick. a piece of your jaw. No. Whoa. Well, isn't jaw part of your head? Jason, what do you think? Depends. Is a wisdom part head. of your head? <laughs> Is butt That's legs? Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, are you on the medication right now? Are you a uh, little bit disoriented? Honestly, no. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna fake it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not on any kind of like prescription painkillers. I'm just like Aww. kind of firing out of it a little bit. But you've got uh, like a good two hours or whatever to get it going for the next half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pop that Vicodin. That's what the vodka's for. Right before watching the movie. It'll be great. Yeah. But speaking of. So what are we watching? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, I'm not going to need any substance to get through this amazing movie that I'm so excited that we're here to watch and talk about. We are watching the 
1982 classic Conan the Barbarian, starring starring the one and only Arnold. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Jason, action Thanksgiving. I mean, I will first. So whenever we have a guest on, we always, you know, put the ball in their court first and say, does any movie come to mind? Jason wouldn't have brought it up. It wasn't even a question. You didn't send me a list like a lot of our guests do, of like four to five movies. You were like, Conan the Barbarian. So yeah, it's got to be Conan 1982. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about your history with it. And when was the last time you saw it? Mm. Uh, I think I watched the first half of it while I was drinking with a friend in the summer. And, uh, and it kind of fizzled out. But uh, I didn't see it when I was a kid. I think the first time I saw it was, I don't know, it was like 25 or something. I'm in my 30s now. And uh, I just remember being blown away because I had watched most of Arnold's movies. But for some reason, I thought that, oh, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, that's like cheesy schlock or something. You know, he won't have any like amazing one-liners or anything. It was before, you know, Arnold was at his peak, I thought. Um, But I found this DVD of like it had Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer on it for like 10 bucks or something. I'm like, oh, okay, that's worth it. So uh, so I watched Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Conan the Destroyer is a whole other story. But uh, Conan the Barbarian... (laughs) Is uh, I was just blown away that uh, first of all, it's Arnold at his physical peak, mm-hmm. um, and in a sense, in his acting peak because he um, he acts without saying a lot of lines, which is incredible. The whole movie <sighs> is really sparse with the dialogue, and one of the interesting things that stands out about this movie is that there's hardly any dialogue, but there's a lot of music. So a lot of uh-huh. the story is kind of told through mm-hmm. this epic score uh, by Basil Pond. Honduri, do my job for me. I love it. Yeah, uh, (laughs) he did RoboCop and he did the Under Siege movies. He, uh, oh, nice. I think think he passed shortly after in the nineties. But it was uh, this Conan score is just incredible. And then it's got, it's got this. The first third is just this incredible Conan origin story, and then the the rest of the movie is just this like you know high fantasy movie uh, with James Earl Jones as the villain, no less. Oh, so there's, uh, yeah, so yeah. there's, there's darkness, but there's also levity. There's some great jokes. Um, uh, but there's this real sense of just epicness to it and it doesn't apologize. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, wh- whereas the remake, I think around 2011 with, uh, Momoa. Jason Momoa. Aquaman. Yeah, that was, he was fine in it, but the movie was just directed you know, really poorly. I have not seen that. So this movie, as you said, yeah, came out in '82. They basically made it for Arnold. The <laughs> the movie makers like this. This is the guy. It's him or nobody else. Can't do it. Um, the character Conan is is was created by an, a writer named Robert E. Howard in a series of pulp novels in like the '30s or '40s, oh, wow. and pulp novels and comic books. So yeah, and. Um, as Jason said, you know, of course, Arnold is Conan. James Earl Jones is our villain with maybe the best villain name ever, Thulsa Doom. Thulsa um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, he was Darth Vader and Thulsa Doom. He gets all the good villain names. Yeah. yeah. What was it, his um, name in the Sandlot? It was probably something really sinister uh, sounding. He was no. also Scar, right? Oh, yeah. No, that Scar. was Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Mufasa. Mufasa, yeah. No, no, no. I got it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jeremy Irons no, no, was no. Scar. Yeah. I know, James but Earl? who who was Scar? Jeremy Irons. Oh, I thought you just said he was Mufasa. No, no, no. no James Earl no, Jones, Jones was James Mufasa. Jones. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm following you. Sorry. Jeremy um, Irons was the villain in Die Hard Three. That too. Oh. And, and in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, that really crappy movie. Wait, that was a D and D movie. He was the villain in yes, that, wasn't he? There is. Yeah, he was. I think he's killing it currently as. Uh, an aging Ozymandias on the Watchmen HBO show. Oh my yeah. god, that show yeah. is that so, show's something. It's 
we're, we're only like three episodes in. We're like in, three episodes it's, it's in. It's ridiculous. And we it's, based the quality mm-hmm. assumption off of the movie, and we are like blown yeah. away. We're like, whoa, yeah. it's really good. That's a whole other podcast. But yes, it is surprising. <laughs> I, I was like, I, yeah, real quick, I watched the first episode of it. Like, yeah, I was a fan of the comic book. The movie I thought was fine, whatever. I didn't hate it, didn't love it. And I was like, holy shit, they're doing something very unique and different with this. So yeah, love that. Yep. But uh, Conan, the screenplay, so it's based on char- the, the characters and stories by Robert E. Howard. The screenplay was written by John Milius, two people, John Milius, who also is the director, and a one Oliver Stone. Oh, well, wow. well, well, to be fair, okay. Oliver Stone <laughs> wrote fair. the first, to be fair, <laughs> Oliver Stone wrote the first uh, iteration of the script that would have cost, and this is 1980, 82 money. $70 million to make because <laughs> he was going to make it like post-apocalyptic and uh, like a, interesting. And, and then Milius came in and was like, all right, we're not going to do any of that. We're just going to keep it true to the source material. Mm. And I'm not a big Oliver Stone fan. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he wrote the original script and then John Milius, who also directed kind of rewrote it a little bit. And then other notable cast uh, members, Max Von, uh, is it Sidow? Sidu? I know him yeah. very well. He, he's in Force Awakens and yes. a million other things. Oh. He's so I can't. This is not a name. Maybe I it's know. supposed to be. I can't pronounce it anything other than Sido because I saw like a meme once that was him photoshopped onto a Sidu on the water. <laughs> so, but he's in it. Um, I'm trying to think other than big names that you'd recognize. I don't really think there's any other big name you'd recognize in that. So lots of people who've done in the uh, Schwarzenegger catalog. Is this like number one? No, not number one, but very early. Hercules was technically his number, his first. um, I'm pulling it up right now. Hercules 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 in New York York. in 1970 was technically his first. So what's funny, um, Jason, you had mentioned he was at his physical peak. So he won uh, Mr. Olympia in 1975 and then sort of retired from professional bodybuilding. And then he got in such ridiculously good shape for this movie that he went ahead and re-entered for 1980 and oh. won. <laughs> just, was, just as a side effect. Just it was kind I of might a as controversy. Well I guess there was like a controversy around it where some people felt like, did he get like a little bump just because of his celebrity mm. for the win? Mm. But yeah, but he and you'll see we watch it. He's it's ridiculous. It's like a human being that's not fair. Should you know? <laughs> how is that possible <laughs> but no he was in some look his i'm if you want a quick run-up to before this because this is one of the earliest big stories but his imdb uh hercules new york um the long goodbye uncredited happy anniversary and goodbye T- it's a tv movie stay hungry he's someone named joe santo i thought you were gonna say stay hung and i was like a hmm. couple <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think, couple I think stay series. hungry has that was famous in. scene where arnold is uh th- there's this clip of arnold uh, smoking a joint and eating fried chicken. Nice. And I think it's from that movie. But I thought that was from bizarre. Pumping Iron. <laughs> is it from Pumping Iron? I, th- I thought that was his like oh, decompress man. after a okay. show. Maybe it is. He's so strict that like his his like forty eight hour like decompress where he got to do whatever he wanted and eat whatever he wanted after like a bodybuilding competition was he would oh, just wow. eat he lo- he would just eat a fuck ton of fried chicken, smoke a bunch of weed, 
Uh, I feel like you. Well, that's the, that's the context now. Now it's it's not as weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the cadence of your I think this is from that movie had more of a like I know this by heart. Don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Is he like your idol or something, Pat? No, no, I'm not going to say that okay. because he definitely has some. There are things I very much like like about Arnold Schwarzenegger and very much admire and respect and but he's not you know he he has What don't you like about him? Is it just beef aspirations? <laughs> his, yeah. Open up. His handsiness, isn't he like didn't he have like a whole thing where he's he's like kind of got a little oh, handy with some with some women associates? No, that's Joe Biden. <laughs> that's every rich white man in power <laughs> yeah. didn't he have uh, a thing where like, he covered up having a child with like a yeah. house he did, yeah. 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 he, he snogged yeah. the nanny yeah. there yeah but oh, there are Arnold this way plus wait I'm a big fan of Arnold with an we'll say with an asterisk where okay. it's like I think there's some mar- like problematic stuff in the wings nothing like too glaring but yeah I mean he's very interesting person. I, I highly agree. even if you're not a fan of him or bodybuilding, like pumping iron is incredibly fascinating. Watch mm-hmm. like the psychology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he he's got like a degree in psychology. He's really yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, he was real big on talking Smart about dude. that when he was trying to be the governor. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't trying. He succeeded. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Bill Burr has a famous stand-up bit about Schwarzenegger. Um, it was in the midst of all that uh, controversy when he, like, uh, you know, had this illegitimate child or whatever. And uh, he's like, "Why wouldn't he think he can get away with it? You know, he grew up <laughs> poor in a foreign country, becomes this bodybuilding champion, uh, becomes this the most famous movie star on the planet, uh, marries a Kennedy, becomes governor of the biggest state." You know, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he think he could get away with it? It's this incredible bit. And uh, <laughs> I did the thing where I paraphrased very poorly what the proper timing and punctuation should be. But uh, definitely no. check it out. It's a good one. Yeah. He, he was a millionaire before he did any kind of like, he he made like a set up like a mail order health vitamins company or something. That like is that not what Austria. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> you were, you no. thought that was going to end up crying. <laughs> he was a vitamin dealer? Don't stereotype Sam. No, but he was like a multi, he was like a millionaire by the time he was like 22 before he was like a famous bodybuilder doing that. Like he's, it's, he's got an interesting life. But uh, Sam's this movie. Like ready for this movie to be all sexy. She's like, mail order brides, well hung. I drank I, this whole beer. I wonder how many people would get shredded if they were just like, yeah, yeah, get, like I have a million dollars. I guess I've got time to fucking beef up now. I mean, look yeah. at uh, what's his name? The Musk. He did that. Who did? The Musk. Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Oh, oh. That only, yeah, and he fixed his hairline too and everything. Ew, yeah. Did he? Because I've seen yeah, some pictures, and I, I don't think it's working. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing some shade. There's some, I mean, I'll try and be really select with some of this trivia, because there is there is an insane amount of trivia entries on this movie. But I'm going to start with one that I love, just because it was, it's not like the most salacious, but it's just, I thought it was really sweet. Was that, so uh, James Earl Jones was a last minute addition to the cast. Because he had a Broadway commitment, but it fell mm. through. And mm. he and Arnold became friends on set. And Aww. Schwarzenegger helped him stay in shape. 
And wow. Jones coached him on on acting, and uh, as did uh, Max von Sydow. Oh, that's and they cool. were like coaching him up, and that's the thing about him is like he's very much whatever he does, he wants to do it well. Like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't really have he, so he's not obviously he became a very famous actor because he's got some charisma, and it's morally about like how he looks than how he actually acts, mm-hmm. right? Because he but well, wasn't hardworking like, behind the scenes and like, but you know, he but he took it seriously dude. and he, he took everything seriously. Like he trained for this movie, like doing fight training and climbing, doing rock climbing and like martial arms training hours a day for three years. He had years. Mufasa like, cheering wow. him on. Yeah, and I think it's like <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> his hair in the movie—that's his hair, not a wig. He okay. grew it wow. for three years. Wait, what? Whoa. That is not a win. Wow. Wait, he knew three huh. years in advance that he was going to play this part. Yeah, this movie was Crazy. in production for they well because like, they wrote it for him. Yeah, right. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he did his own stunts. So did uh, Sandal Bergman. She plays Valeria. She did her own stunts uh, because they couldn't find body doubles that worked <laughs> for either of them. Yeah, you got to you got to put a bunch of people in a trench coat and then the yeah. equal Arnold size. And then- <laughs> Yeah, man. What was what were we watching? Was it like True Lies, where there's an action sequence and they body double Arnold, and it's just like, ooh, that didn't work at all. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, to be fair, like the guy's job before this was have the most ridiculous body on the entire planet. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, fuck. How do we? <laughs> like, he literally yeah. has won multiple awards for having a physique that is unlike any other on the planet. Shit. How do we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are no lookalikes. In a time before the internet, too, like you can't find somebody that looks like like him before the internet. It's possible, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So obviously, I think I haven't even said it. I think it's pretty obvious that I've seen this movie before, and I am a fan. Jason is obviously a fan of it. I'm curious, Ash, Sam, and Brett, what your if any, if you if you've seen this movie or not, Ash, you have not seen it, right? I haven't. No, I only knew of the movie by name, and I before we started recording, like queued it up on my TV, and I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, what? <laughs> so you didn't know? I, I didn't. He was know. the original Conan. Uh uh-uh. uh uh, so and, and I was like, James Earl Jones, what is happening? So I'm very pleasantly surprised because I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't thinking I was going to enjoy this. But then when I saw it was Arnold, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun for sure. So I'm excited. Um, I am expecting it to look dated because it's what, 1982, right? Yeah. Um, but knowing that Arnold does his own stunts makes me think that maybe they'll still look really good. So I I have high hopes. I think there's a few haircuts, but other than that, the fact that it's like in a fantasy setting kind mm-hmm. of gives it a bit of a timeless That's quality. true. That helps. But there are definitely yeah. a few haircuts that will take you okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm I, excited. I think it's safe to assume James Earl Jones, it, that is definitely not his hair. That is a wig. You'll oh, see. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a good look for him. Uh, oh, no. He's a great villain, though. He's awesome. Sam? Uh, I haven't seen it. And in my brain, I'm getting it mixed up with that movie. What was that movie that was like? With a, the skeletons? No, but close. Oh. 
um, yeah, where they like the flooded the town and it's like obviously styrofoam oh. miniature blocks that like float on the water. And there's like the tin owl. The one that you can take oh. a tour of on the universal oh, tram the tin ride. Owl. Fuck, what is that one? No, not universal. Yeah, Pat's got it. <laughs> Sounds like a good, <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's like a classic a Greek it's a story. Or, it's a clockwork What's owl. Clash of the Titans. The Clash of the Titans. Yep, oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, same kind of era. Got yeah, it. so that's so that's what it is in my brain, even though I know it's not. And I literally mm-hmm. all all I know is the gift that Pat sent me of Arnold in Conan the Barbarian. So oh. that's it. That's I'm that's a it? clean slate. Oh man, yep. well, I shouldn't be like that's it because I actually haven't seen this either. Uh, oh my god, I've seen a lot <laughs> of you people. Yeah, this one I just I just oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This seems like a movie you definitely would have watched, which is why it's surprising. Well, I kind of saw like the a bunch of Arnold movies. Like, I don't want to say as they were happening, but it was like you know, I didn't I didn't really get into the back catalog growing up. Mm. We got the Terminator, and we got the the you Mm. know all of the nineties Arnold Schlock, and. I mean, yeah, didn't get to see this one. Is this the franchise? Because I know there's a lot of like shirtless '80s jungly stuff going on. This, uh, yes, is, I feel like this is this is the one that kicked off. So there were two Conans. There was Red Sonia. There was Beastmaster. Uh, Cull the Conqueror, not Cull the Conqueror. That was '90s Kevin. Sorbo. Um, shoot, what's the one where the guy has the just the one with the guy has the glaive that he throws? Um, <laughs> glaive man. Not Glade Man. Stop <laughs> no. it. You know it. Uh, There's Xena my God. in this. Well, that's in the 90s. That was a show from like the... Um, it oh it did kind of start this kind Fuck. of wave of like sword and sorcery stuff, though. And Arnold started the whole kind of macho era. Yeah. There was another one where a guy... And it has the Cyclops who like sacrifices himself. Pat, can you just keep... Jason the Argonauts? Has, is that... <laughs> what? Can you, can, can you please keep ambiguously describing things? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm sorry. Wait, I will figure it out eventually. Just keep going. Podcast is on hold until I figure out what movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> is it the one with the skeletons? Because I think the no, one with I the skeletons. So. Oh. Maybe. Wait, what do you what is that? Army one? of Darkness? No. No, no it's like the a stop classic motion. One. Uh, yeah. Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. No. Well I mean Jason that has them. Sorry, guys, everyone, listeners, hang tight. Podcast <laughs> on hold until until I figure this out. Five hours Whoa. later. Yeah. <laughs> This is good audio. My pizza. Hey, we should watch that whole movie. Too. You guys can all vamp. Okay, this is important. Filling air with words. No, no. Guys, <laughs> it's gonna be worth it when I remember what this fucking movie. You is. should it? look it up while it? we watch the movie, and then we'll come back. I didn't get to do my stupid Google question. What? What was your? What, how did you describe this movie? Uh, the big thing is it's got the glaive, and it's this weapon that's like, like, <laughs> got like five spikes that shoot out it's like a circle with five and he spikes throws and he it. throws it and it comes back okay. yes oh. what's the movie where they got the weapon with the spikes and it's in, like a circle of spikes and then he throws it and it comes back i'm gonna say like wild wild west no Yates's 
Crawl. It is crawl. crawl. Actually, that's oh. what it gave me. Crawl. Holy wow. shit. Crawl. That we question worked. We could have. Do you feel better Google now? this. It gave me crawl. I love it. I feel so much better. So, so is there is there a crawl movie and then a call the conqueror movie? That's where uh, there's like a princess who's kidnapped by like a fucking, it's sword and sorcery, but the bad guy's an alien. who oh, It's like weird. a monster alien who kidnaps a princess and wants to marry her. But it's also one of those weird things where it's like, bro, you're 300 feet tall. How is that going to work? Um, and then they <laughs> oh, assemble, that poor girl. <laughs> and then they assemble like a team of adventurers. Yeah, that's totally worth. It. If you like this, I loved all that shit. So like the Conan's crawl legend, the Tom Cruise legend. Where, where did you stand on oh, Dragon man. Slayer? See, you went, you went sword and sorcery like hard with this. I was just thinking about stuff set in the jungle. Like we also had, you know, like the Lost World and. That that mm. kind of stuff where you're just like, there's a lot of jungle stuff. That one on. with naked Brooke Shields. I don't Something think this is set in the jungle. Something island. Just naked to like island. put that straight. It's not, right? <laughs> yeah, this one's like kind of like kind of a harsh kind of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot yeah. of desert, uh, like northern huh. mountains of Samaria or something like that. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, badlandsy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but I will say this. Um, I'm going to be very bold and say that if you watch this 80s sword and sorcery movie, you basically don't need to watch any other ones. Whoa. This is the one. I'll agree. Uh, no, no, no. I, I enjoy those other ones. There is a big drop off. This one seemed to have, I think, I think it's going to be. Well, it had the Arnold factor. I'll go ahead and do my predictions first, first now, as I'm saying, I'm thinking it's going to be for what it is for a 1980s sword and sorcery movie. I think it's going to be very good. And enjoyable. Okay. Um, that being said, it's not like I think it's going to be an enjoyable film. I think we're all. Okay. Going, I, I'm confident we're all going to have a net positive experience watching it. Confident. Mm. It's not going to be perfect. Have you met us? <laughs> I know. Yes, you guys. I know. That's what we do, right? We find. I'm, I'm saying the net net will be a positive. I'm calling. I'm calling my shot. I think three for three. Then you'll say you know net positive. Plenty, I'm sure. Plenty to discuss, which we'll get into after we watch it. Okay. And but and I'll say I, I'm gonna say that Conan the Barbarian is I think it usually will surprise people with how good it is. But then I think the sequel, Conan the Destroyer, which they watered down to PG, I think mm. that's the movie everyone thinks this one is. Because mm-hmm. oh. uh, the, the sequel, there's still a lot to like about it. Conan's still awesome and uh you know there's some cool fantasy stuff in it. But in general, the sequel's pretty bad. Oh my god! Uh, and they there's a big but, uh, like This first movie is 80s. weirdly like kind of artful in how it uh, yeah. was done. Well, um, and and you know how it was. It was such a depart or such a drop in quality when they were filming. When this movie was not even out yet, when they were making this first movie, they were slating four more <laughs> oh. after it. Wow! Oh, wow. Did, with so they were Arnold planning, or no? Yes, with Arnold. They oh. planned. They planned five. Only did two. Mm. So that tells you what the drop was from one to two. Okay, but also maybe that Arnold blew up after after two. Also, right? He was under contract. To oh, was do he? Them all. Oh, yeah. So they were that just was like, a much oh, no, thing. Yeah, we screwed this up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. So I guess everybody said their predictions except Jason. Do you? Obviously, you like this movie, but do you think? It'll still hold up to your your expectations. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure all of it. It's uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, and I think uh, you guys, with you know, knowing the information you know now going in, 
It's like you, you kind of have the right expectations. Oh, good. Um, so it's, um, you know, it, it's a hard R sword and sorcery movie, but it's not just, you know, two hours of, you know, hard to watch kind of just dark stuff happening. Uh, you know, there's moments of levity, but it's also not like cheesy eighties one-liners and stuff like that, uh, which I do love. And, you know, there's, there's a good place for those. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, everyone will, uh, get a kick out of this and, uh, it's a movie that holds up in, uh, 2019. You said an awesome. interesting thing there. Hard R. Is this R <laughs> in the age before? Like there, uh, this this so this is this is actually an R rated movie because I I don't remember when we got R because it used to be PG thirteen and then like NC seventeen, like mm. everything oh. that was R was PG thirteen for a while. There, well, this movie has violence and uh, or I don't know, maybe some bad language. There's definitely sex in it. Um, but are there nipples? Yeah, I can't remember. If <laughs> I mean, Arnold's Sam's nipples. only interested. <laughs> there, in are, like, there are Arnold's nipples. There's nipples for you, from Sam. Front to back, <laughs> it, is, it is an Arnold nipple fest. As far as uh, other people's nipples, I'm trying to say, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll do a nipple count when we want to. <laughs> yeah, we'll but percent. I mean, you're going to get to know Arnold's nipples real well. Okay, okay. excellent. <laughs> Sam is so excited. Oh, be still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we will pause the recording and go and watch Conan the Barbarian. See when we get back. I'm making it up. Oh, yeah. The crom song instead of the thong song. Crom. Crom. Let me see the crom. There we go. There we go. We did it. How did the two... Well, actually, I don't know if you're straight, Jason. I'm making an assumption. But at least one straight guy not remember all the nipples. So many nipples. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. there There were a lot of nipples. Arnold's nipples overshadowed <laughs> all of the other nipples. Like, so they're, they're probably nipples. nicer than the female nipples in the movie. Yeah, we, like, is this objectively? Is this is making the show. Are we in the show right now? We yes, we're in, we're, we're in the show. show. We sang the. Okay. Started with song. the nipples. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's funny is um, every and Jason back me up on this and tell me if I'm correct or not. So. The plot points I remembered, I feel like very well from this, as far as like this, 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 this. One thing I think I definitely was conflating this with the sequel, Conan the Destroyer, was oh. is it? It's Conan the Destroyer, Jason, where he is from minute one till the end of the movie wearing nothing but his rawhide speedo, and that's it. Like, <laughs> I think that's Conan the no, Destroyer. he has yeah. lots of wardrobes in this one. Yeah. Conan the Destroyer, he's more of like a parody of the Conan in this movie. And yes. He's, <laughs> okay. he's in the movie, but he's not really, it's not his arc, so he's more of a support character, which is yeah. weird. Oh. But, am I correct? It's the second one. He is, he is in that like fur and leather speedo, and that's it, the whole movie. So it's <laughs> like that's... So this about seems, right. He's wearing yeah. a lot more shirts than I remember in this. Yeah, and he's so, got like the barbarian boots and everything. And yes, he dresses up hearing, like a priest at one point. What I'm yeah, hearing, that's right. Pat is disappointed in not seeing enough Arnold nipple. Yeah. I mean, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Even I mean, that's more. all we went into this hoping for. 
was more more Arnold Nip in my life. There's that one point where he's dressed as a priest trying to get into the snake temple, and there's that one priest that's like, I think he was thinking that Arnold was trying to have gay sex with him, and so he yeah. Yeah, yeah. to the oh, side, definitely. and it's like, oh, okay. And he like kind of rips his shirt open, and he's like, he doesn't say it, but he alludes to his nipples or something. I don't know. He's like, you shouldn't yeah. be ashamed of your body. And he like rips his... <laughs> yeah, he just like pulls his shirt his open and he's off. like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, and man. I love the smile on Arnold's face when he's like, can we talk over there where no one can <laughs> see us? <laughs> he knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it such a so dark great. movie otherwise, but there's these just sequences that are just so silly, like uh the famous kind of camel punching scene. Oh yeah. my so, god. So, yes. so Conan and Subatai, they do when some they're black lotus. So they do a bunch of drugs and they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this thing? And Arnold punches the camel in the face. Oh, it's it's so great. I, that the, never gets old for me. Was this before or after Blazing stuns. Saddles? Oh. oh. Does that uh, have a camel punching scene Blazing in it? Saddles, no, he punches, I think, was before. He punches the horse. It? Yeah, that, that oh. scene felt like a reference to something almost. Oh. Maybe Wasn't Robert Blazing E. Howard Saddles? had it written in the original Saddles Conan was like text. 84, 85. I thought it was 70s. Go, Google, go. I'm doing it. So you can find it the fastest. 1974. Wow. So yeah, Blazing Saddles was first. Uh, Can we talk about like the animal stunts in this movie were like off the charts? Some of those looked way dangerous. I hope they did hurt them. um, Funny you say that. Uh Uh-oh. One of the trivia tidbits. The dogs, oh, no. the, these wolves, the, nothing about them being hurt or anything, but <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> they were very wild and the, they even attacked the trainers. Oh my God. <gasps> what? So when Arnold was running from them, like in the beginning, when he falls into that temple and finds his sword, that uh-huh. was like real, like I'm running because I'm going to be fucked up if I get caught by these dogs. And he actually hurt his back when he did that fall into the temple and they had to suspend shooting for a couple of weeks. Yikes. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it looked gnarly. Like, all yeah. not just the animal stunts, but, like, all of the stunts, like, the wood spikes, like, uh-huh. like we were, Bryce and I were watching it, and he was like, oh, they must be rubber. And I was like, those things are hard as fuck. They're not, like, bending, and people are falling on top of them. Like, I don't know yeah. how they well, did that. The one that really got me was w- one of the horses took a fall and yeah. slid, which is like. <sighs> yeah. And landed I, on its back, one of uh-huh. them. And one of them rolled over the person mm-hmm. riding them. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We saw that one. That I, was crazy. I am very concerned for the level of safety <laughs> on set. <laughs> Maybe they were I, prop horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, like the animals that were like puppets were really well done. Yeah. Like, the snake mm. looked super good. I was really impressed. Yeah, the snake was... looked really good in one shot and then like really bad in another shot. Yeah, but, like, really that's good true. in the one but shot. But then they <laughs> promptly put a sword in its head. So, yeah. you know. The stuff yeah. they made, uh, the vultures were real in the tree, except for the one he bit. Okay. Really? But, yeah. Those wow. are real. That tree was not a real tree. They built that. Cool. Wow. And they made it like a 360 so the shadows, because it took three days of filming. And there was a bike seat built into the tree that Arnold was, I was sitting wondering. on. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
There, there were a lot yeah. of really big sets in this movie. Like there was yeah. the temple at the end with the stairs. It built like all of it too. Yeah. Uh, the the wow. wheel at the beginning where Arnold like spends 15 years wheel turning a wheel. Yeah. He gets really strong. Name. Yeah. Sam, I, yeah that, <laughs> Sam's just busting up laughing watching that. She's like, I do not think that that is a full body workout. <laughs> <laughs> and then, one thing I noticed about the wheel turning scene that I never noticed before is when he starts turning the wheel, there's a bunch of people turning the wheel. But by yeah. the end, he's the only one doing it because he's yeah. Arnold. Yeah. I was yeah. like, did they all die? What happened? I believe so, yeah. Conan the Barbarian with the strength of 12 adolescent boys. Part of me is like, <laughs> was that wheel powering some kind of, like a mill? Yeah, or do you know, just it? to be like a dick? It was just like... Turn this wheel for no reason. Forever. Yeah, it's just capitalism. It looked like machine, a you know, turn the wheel or something. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny yeah. in the very beginning when, like, the voiceover guy's like, nobody knew what they wanted from this village. And I was like, it's pretty clear they wanted the children. There's, yeah. like, a line of slave children behind them. Of course. But that, but that almost feels like an afterthought. Like, if they wanted people to run the mill... Why did they kill all of the adults? That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, what did they um, want? Did they want the kids for the mill? Or were they just like, oh, shit, now there's a bunch of kids. We're not going to kill the kids. We're not that bad. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, how about that opening? The credits, you just have that sword being forged, start yeah. to finish. Mm-hmm. And then you have Conan's dad give Conan the monologue of a crom. And then right into the village being invaded. Uh, that scene where Conan... He's holding his mother's hand. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then it cuts to him again, and he's just, his head's kind of turning, and he's like, whoa, what just happened? And it's like, oh, it's it's so effective. It's got one of the best openings of any And movie. no dialogue, like you said yeah. in, in the beginning. Like, it, that's yeah. so amazing. It takes 25 minutes before the titular character to have a piece of dialogue. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It's like... Really impressive visual storytelling. I was not yeah. expecting that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they only I said either. his name like once the whole movie, like near the end. Conan? Yeah. I think they said it. Yeah, I guess I guess it was just a few times. It was the guy was like, Conan can't cry, so I cry for him. Which oh, I was right, like, yeah. you know, you can just admit that she was your friend too. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cry for they didn't really reasons. hang out like why are you uh-huh. crying <laughs> you weren't fucking yeah. her like what what, <laughs> what is this can there's we no also room. there's no room I... for empathy in the barbarian wastelands oh, I guess right. not I don't know her name but she was the most badass fucking character yes. but, well it's, it's not surprising that you don't know her name her name is Valeria but it's never spoken once yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was amazing. And she, no, that's a fa- yeah. she definitely made my list of potential Comic-Con characters. I was thinking, I oh, was yeah. like, that's yeah. what you should be. That was amazing. <laughs> she was that, amazing. That would be a deep cut. That'd be good. Yeah. I was a little miffed when they killed her. But the fact mm. that they brought back her ghost that's like all godlike to save Conan. I was like, all right, you're redeemed. Like... Yeah. I'll she saved it. him twice then. Yeah. 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 She's the real And hero they totally of this movie. set it up too, because she says earlier in the movie, she's like, if I were to die, I would come back from the dead to 
to protect you or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So they totally before. set it. Yeah, they totally yeah. set it up. And she's she's also the only one who actually I think fought off four people at the same time. Like Kobe yeah, was, like she was way. She was the biggest badass. <laughs> she was great. Like incredibly well written. I mean, for being 1980, I was actually pretty impressed with its quote unquote wokeness. Like there was a fairly diverse cast for that time. Granted, the person of color was the villain. Not great. Mm -hmm. But, and there was a woman where she actually was, like, integral to the plot. And, like, yeah. They really nailed the whole, like, all of the cultists are just, like, white trust fund kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He did kind of rape that one girl in the beginning. Yeah, that was super not cool. That was definite, definite non-consensual sex. But I I don't know if it was even... put a blanket over her before he took it off immediately. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) At first I was like, oh, that's nice of him. And then I was like, oh, okay, okay. So he just takes it right off again. So what's funny is when he put the blanket around her, I was like, oh, maybe I remembered this wrong. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's actually. Oh no! Wait. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. Yep. Now Here I, we go. I, in in Conan's defense. I, oh dear. Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm not certain. Even he had a choice in that scenario. The whole thing seemed very. Like, taking the red pill. Like here's here's the woman do the thing. There's an audience for yeah, this there, as that well. That audience was very creepy and unsettling. Yeah. I did think, though, like, when that one guy set him free, I was like, why would he leave? He seems to have a great life here. He gets food, (laughs) free training, free education, free women. Why would he leave? Free blankets. But he doesn't have freedom. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Uh, the narration like kind of covered that too. He's like, he was kind of like a wild animal. He didn't really know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like how when he was set free, his master was just kind of just drunk one night. He's like, ah, fuck it. You know, yeah. Just, just go do your thing. It's fine. Yeah. You're, you're, you're my best warrior slave, but you know, it's cool. The whole thing about Conan and freedom, the original author, Robert Howard, Robert Howard, um, he was very big on that. And as far as, uh, like he had a quote, something effective, like I'd rather be shivering cold outside with no roof over my head, but have total control over my own actions than be in a palace, but be someone's prisoner type thing. Like mm-hmm. he's, he, he's very big on like the existential raw core freedom. And also if you notice what's unique about Conan to a lot of sword and sorcery is he's not a chosen one. He's not, Mm. royalty he's not destined for anything it's very much by his own hand yes it's very much you're just dropped in here's the world it's uh, like it's a shitty world like most worlds like figure it out or do it for yourself and the and that's very much from the original author who created the character was very much into like make your own thing like take what's Mm. yours make your own thing Fuck destiny. It's not, you know what I mean? Fuck fate. So fuck he would destiny. have really liked The Last Jedi then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked going on that train of thought though. They the they made a really big deal about the sword forging in the beginning. And mm-hmm. and then he immediately loses the sword. And then they made a really big deal about the like the king's sword or whatever that he found and then like he just leaves it with the like like they kept doing this 
fake out on I, I feel what I feel like is a trope of like the ultimate weapon. Uh, and it was just like, no, Conan is the ultimate weapon. And oh, yeah. Like he broke his dad's sword eventually, which was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like when, when he dropped the sword, it was like it was after that speech where Thelsa Doom was like, no, I'm or he basically says, yeah, I'm your father now kind of thing, you know, paralleling yeah, yeah. Darth Vader just randomly, I guess, that's, which is kind of funny. But he <laughs> yeah. says that, but then he drops the sword after he kills him with it. And then Conan's probably just like, you know, hey, my business with all this is done. I'm going to go my own way now. That's kind of how I took that. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Thulsa at the end there, was he, what was he intending? Was he still trying to rally people or was he like, fuck it, mass suicide? Was, he, was that a mass oh, suicide? Good question. Was he, were they he, all set themselves on fire? Oh my god! He, he was kind of oh. leading his follow. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I could not understand stuff several times in this movie, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> was key question at the very end? Was Thulsa Doom planning Thulsa Doom planning to Heaven's Gate themselves or not? They really might have been. They might have. That, that lends more meaning yeah. to when they were putting out the flames in the water systematically. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I both, I, I love how Conan kills Thulsa Doom. Then all the cultists are like, oh, okay, well, let's let's go home now. Yeah. <laughs> and, then else, and then he's just kind of alone on the stairs thereafter. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's kind of funny, uh, but still epic they're just and like, amazing. You're just like, I like that. It's, it's, anticlimactic from like a Hollywood standpoint, I feel like a little bit, but it's very, I feel like real in the sense of, yeah. Like with cults, you, you break that kind of break that whole, that connection to the leader. And it's just like, Oh yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's also doing I, had some like magic mind control stuff going on. And so that kind of, maybe, wore off when he died, I, I guess, mean, and, he turned yeah. into a snake yeah, I was kind of expecting another snake fight at the end. There. I was really <laughs> hoping for another snake fight. That effect was fucking bananas too. When his face grew, his, like face, yeah. That's a whole. There's like a whole paragraph too. on IMDb you can read about that effect, how they did that, and Whoa. it's like they did. It's everything. They threw everything at it. Where it was like, it's him, and then there's makeup, and then there's models, and then there's it's huh. just yeah. There's real it was camera angles were really like changing good. in a quick kind of weird way too. That was really cool. Yeah. And I was like, at first I was like, he seems like a weird casting choice. But then I was like, he kind of looks like a snake in a weird way. Like his eyes are just so crazy looking. Yeah. Yeah. That hair and, though, man. Yeah, that, that hair was pretty bad. <laughs> I was just oh, like, they, they like totally it. cast oh, him. Okay. You know, I'm just saying, I love his hair. It's so funny. I told Brett, I was like, dang, I really hope they let him wear a wig and I hope they didn't make him grow his hair and cut it like that. Uh, his, James uh, Earl Jones? His two sub bosses. The two sub bosses had great hair too. They had the long hair yeah. with the bangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I There's that one the- moment where he shows up with the leather jacket, and I was like, they legit look like an 80s band right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> like the, the leather White trench snake. coat jacket or whatever. Yeah. And no shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched it with subtitles this time, and so I noticed something oh. I didn't notice before. Um, the names of the two sub bosses are Rexor and Thorgrim. Which are uh, great names for a couple of sub bosses in that movie. So, is the Thorgrim uh, the guy with the 
the um, with the hammer. hammer. Yeah, and then yeah. Rexor is the uh, the uh, Jesse the Ventura looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had watched it with subtitles because especially like the scene where he's fucking the weird witch lady, yeah. and I was just like, "What is she saying?" She, I don't that. know. It she was, was like, telling him where to go. She was giving him the information oh, that he asked for, okay. which I noticed because I was watching with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, I had and, no uh, idea what she was saying. And how crazy is that scene? It's like the first thing that happens after he gets a sword. It's like so weird. Oh, a witch invites him into her house, and okay. Um, but that whole scene was, you know, again, it's eighties, and there's like you know, like old school animation and stuff, but it's nothing that really took me out of it. It was, no, it was used it to effect. Really I want to do a deep and, dive on that scene though, because a couple things, was she intending, cause she gave him the information he was looking for. Mm-hmm. If she was planning to betray him and try and like, I don't know. I don't know what, what was her end game? Was it eat him? Was she a cannibal? Maybe. Is it? Oh, like, she was a what, zombie lady. What's her end game? Because it was maybe just she an didn't uncontrollable. Maybe she just got horniness. caught up in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> she. I like, I agree. Like she maybe let her he form was, slip. He was that D was just so good that she just couldn't control herself. Uh, oh yeah, you know it's and like black widows. They like eat the male. <laughs> That's pretty mantis. And then and then his response oh. was just like, I don't like this, Wait, no, I and threw her straight into the fire. The yeah, I thought black widows. Did oh, it maybe too. I don't know. I could be wrong. They both do it. <laughs> it was Conan like, was wrong, it was like, the fire. by the time he got to the blonde <laughs> chick, Bryce turned to me and he was like, is she going to sprout teeth and like try to eat him too? Cause it was like out of the three, two of them had <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. the praying mantis, black widow spider and jumping spider are among a number of species that devour their mates. Okay. Spider facts. All right. Noted. Welcome, welcome to Pat's spider facts. <laughs> We haven't even yeah. talked about which was my favorite scene. It was the scene with the like demon ghosts trying to like take his oh, body. Yes, so oh, yeah. good. They were just like so... punching them off and like, yeah, like, but like the here, ghosts demons. were like interacting with them too. Yeah, so cool. And the way they blended them in with the environment looked really mm-hmm. good because they yes. didn't look like animation, but they didn't look like like tangible. So it was this really awesome balance of the special effects. And I thought yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. The lighting throughout this whole movie was good. I was yeah. like, I kept saying if this was shot on a modern day camera and had better color correction, it would look as good as Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Because the lighting would was the lighting so be good. something a production designer would be involved in? Uh, no. Oh, production okay. designers make the they, set. It was, it's the same production designer as Alien. Oh, wow. yeah. The cinema, the, the director of photography is the one who does the lighting. Uh, and they tried to hire Ridley Scott. He said, nah. <laughs> Aww. Huh. Uh, John Milius, like, though. He, he did a good job. What, what else did John Milius do besides? Uh, good question. He is writer. So I guess, though, I guess it's. So Oliver Stone still got a writing credit, but I guess the script is like overwhelmingly John Milius's rewrite. Huh. Very little, because because there are trivia bits where it's like it makes a point to claim this is one of the few things from Oliver Stone's script that was kept. Mm. <laughs> the the um, scene with the ghosts? No, no, I'm just in general. In general. I'm trying. I'll look for an example, okay. but basically, it sounds like John. This is definitely Milius's baby. Mm. So Milius, Red Dawn, Apocalypse Now, 
Oh, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Gary. Wait, no, no, no. He, he directed did not do Red Apocalypse Dawn. now. Uh, he maybe produced it or something. Oh, he's screenwriter for. Oh, okay. Him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, writer. Got it. Okay. Uh, John Milius and Schwarzenegger have a great commentary for this movie that was Ooh. like pretty recent. Like it was maybe the last ten years, considering how old this movie is. Um, and they're just like old best friends on this commentary. It is, it is a great one to listen to. Uh, and they're both huge fans of this movie. And I guess John Milius like still has the sword over his fireplace or something. Oh, that's rad. Um, so that was, that was a fun one to listen to. That was a while ago. And, but I just remember the, the camaraderie, how much uh, respect they had for it, each other in, in this movie. And Schwarzenegger is big. One of those people who was like, if he likes you, he's like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to keep you working because, uh, of the two main henchmen, the one who had the big hammer, mm-hmm. that guy is a Swedish bodybuilder, and he went on to appear in 14 movies with Schwarzenegger as wow. like a villain or a henchman oh, or something. Really? Or something. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's the other thing we all might have seen him in. I feel like it's, it's very small, quick scene, but the most memorable is. Uh, do you remember Gladiator when he has the one match against like the famous sem- like older Gladiator? Who's wearing like all like the nice oh, yeah. lion helmet? Yeah, that's him. That's the same oh, guy. Wow. Holy shit. Wait, wow! Is that the guy that looked like a really jacked Chris Parnell, or is that the other buff guy? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, Jack Chris uh, Parnell. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I would say that. Yeah, <laughs> it was the one who had the big hammer. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. like Sven Thor. Ole, um, Thor Graham thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just his real name. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned that there weren't crazy one-liners in this movie and there aren't from Arnold, but there are some <laughs> batshit crazy lines in this there film. There are definitely crazy like, lines, yeah. let my last breath, let me breathe my yeah. last breath into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, we were like, ugh. <laughs> what the fuck? That was, that was a fragment from Oliver Stone, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to say that to, to Katie before I die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that more. <laughs> just this anticlimactic. So, Brett and I were making fun of the way they kissed because they just like uh, kept thrashing their heads back and forth, like with their lips yeah. touching. Like, so I guess they were both very uncomfortable. That's another tribute to this because that was the first time either of them had, had, had to do like a love scene on camera. Oh, oh. Well, he got a lot of practice in this movie. Yikes. Yeah. And that the, love scene other, went on the for a other long wild. Time. Oh, yeah, it did. Th- those love scenes were, like, intense. <laughs> but the other really bananas line that I had to write down was, like, we cut to this one shot when he's still a slave. And this one, it just, we cut to the scene, and it's like a dinner scene, a bunch of people around a table, and he's there. And this one guy who's in charge says, my biggest fear is my sons will never understand. Yes, me. right so when anyway, they cut to the that. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe that was the actor like getting something off his chest. I mean, it's so bananas to yeah, start so a scene that way. And that quote, that quote that Conan says is kind of a, a paraphrase or an abbreviation of a quote that's attributed to Genghis Khan about oh. crushing your enemies and driven, driving them before you and all of that. Yeah, because okay. that's the most famous line in the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you mentioned this movie, and that's usually what gets quoted. And I'm like, no, it's good for other reasons too. I, yeah. My favorite line was the uh, the the prayer uh, at the end where he was like, "Crom, I, uh, I don't, don't <laughs> yeah, pray. I don't normally." Yeah. 
<laughs> if you don't respond, fuck you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You. <laughs> I love stuff like that though. Like people to the gods are like, help me out or if not, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Do it myself. <laughs> the movie should have ended with the physical manifestation of Krom showing yes. up on the stairs, you know, like somehow giving his approval to Ooh. Conan, being like, "Good job, Conan. Yeah. Handled it the right way with the steel. <laughs> you solved my and riddle." He- I mean, his girl was Krom. <laughs> oh, maybe that's oh. why she was able to come back and save his life a second time. She's so and fun. find oh. off cool. the spirits. That's a good theory. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like helping him along the way. <gasps> it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I really like that the wizard was like really shitty and like didn't do his job. <laughs> Not a great wizard. No. His uh, well, coat was amazing though. So yes. Valyria, uh, if the theory that she is secretly Chrome, you know, there's Valyrian mm-hmm. steel. Is that just a Game of Thrones oh, thing or is that actually a type of steel? Maybe that oh, was actually like a subtle or something i do feel like the word valeria or valerian has been used across multiple fantasy elements yeah yeah i'm looking up (laughs) so okay the 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 snake man he makes that weird speech about how flesh is stronger than steel Mm -hmm. what if it's like the game of thrones valerian steel is just like a deep pull reference Maybe. To Conan. Oh, maybe that's where George R. R. Martin got the got name the from. idea. Maybe, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, Valyria is obviously Crom in Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, and that's all and about the riddle of steel. And then, yeah, yeah. and she's stronger than that. Man. Would be hilarious. Man stronger if than Valerian steel. steel from Game of Thrones was just a reference to this. Like, that's fine of logic. Yep. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. When did the first book come out? Well, George, if you're listening, because we know you are, what? please confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. 96. So, oh, okay, plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time for him. Yeah, to internalize that. I mean, he probably did watch this movie, right? Oh, I'm oh, sure course, it was yeah. highly influential. Yeah, it was like yeah. I, I guess it's just one of the languages in Game of Thrones, but oh, okay, like a. Yeah, but their yeah, steel like, is I think the best steel, and it kills or... whites and stuff, okay? So it's special and awesome. Whoa. <laughs> White walkers. <laughs> oh, Patrick. Um, so I want to I give a shout-out to the actress who plays Conan's mom in the beginning of the movie. Oh, oh yeah. she's I, awesome. I, I am a fan of her. She's awesome. As far as I can tell, this is her only, like, major Hollywood role. Like, she's done, like, French films or something. Um, mm. But it's like... Uh, she does such a great job and it's like she's got the strength and the beauty and everything and she's like defending her son and mm-hmm. it's like uh, but she's got such a great look and it's like you know what else has she been yeah. in I looked it up and it's like oh okay well not, nothing really that you know no other like fantasy movie or anything like that so yeah um, she killed it in yeah. that opening scene really because yeah, was... she definitely has like a look that's like I could see you in movies like she, I don't know mm-hmm. but Especially 80s movies. She definitely had 80s leading lady movies. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like, uh, I was like, oh, well, she's obviously a big star. And I looked her up. I'm like, oh, no, okay, not really. Uh, but she does like, um, you know, indie films and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Uh, she, she must have wanted to be where the, the the real work was and so not like trashy Hollywood stuff, maybe. <laughs> Uh, in cinema that scene was so intense, though. Like I, her acting was so uh 
I don't know. When James Earl Jones showed up, I was kind of like, oh, this is a little bit of a letdown considering like how intense her face looks. And like, he's just like, I'm just going to stare at you. Yeah. Yeah. He seduces her with his magic. With his evil snake magic. Oh, Oh, I see. Yeah. She puts her sword down. I just thought she was like realizing like he's like, really? You know, you, you know, I've got you beat. And she was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He was <laughs> so getting, giving her the, the blue steel. <laughs> I love IMDb's like how they credit people. So we talked about when he does his flesh is stronger than steel and basically orders a woman in IMDb. She's credited as beautiful woman jumping to her death. <laughs> oh, that was pretty crazy too. that shot. Like, yeah. That was an intense stunt fall. Like the stunts in this mm-hmm. movie, yeah, were so crazy. I someone hurt themselves. I saw yeah. something about a stuntman broke his. I leg would have been shocked like, if nobody ouch. got hurt. Yeah, while filming this, mm-hmm. uh, Arnold got hurt a decent amount. Uh, There's a quote from Milius that was something like, "I knew we were on the right path when Arnold. Whenever Arnold got hurt." Maybe they were like, it was intense enough or something. Oh, yeah. Poor Arnold. Oh, poor Arnold. One other Aww. quick, uh, just little tidbit I want I want to put out there, because I think it's funny to me, is uh, Jerry Lopez, who played Subtuai, Subutai, sorry, Drunk Pat, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, <laughs> his friend knew everyone's who, name. who had the, his Steve friend, who was the bow and arrow fellow. Uh-huh. So rogue. Uh, Subo. I got it. Okay. Subotai is his name. So Jerry Lopez played the character. He's a champion surfer, never really acted before this. And also that's not his voice. That was a dub. I was gonna say everybody is like the whole movie is ADR. <laughs> but a different person. Sound like. That's why. Wow. I don't know. Because he different did that person the 80s, didn't even though. have a great voice. Like he had a really weird voice. <laughs> I I was wondering, like, and I don't know if you came across anything, Pat, about this, but I was almost curious if the reason why there's such little dialogue is because, like, did they not have the budget for a sound person on set? Because, like, all of the audio is dubbed. Like, it's all ADR. I think it's probably to do with their outside and it's people from with accents like they originally wanted Arnold they wanted Conan to be the narrator hmm. huh. and, <laughs> ah, the riddle of steel ah. yeah like that first, <laughs> oh, that first that fight he does <laughs> just how him I narrating the scenes that he's in oh man that would be great <laughs> this part is great I have sex like <laughs> 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 for a blanket like... and then I take it away Oh. That would be like the one thing that would take me out out of the movie though is like whenever he would like fall or if he was like struggle fighting yeah. he's like oh, oh, I mean oh, his, yeah. his, <laughs> I love a lot of standard Arnold noises in this. Yeah. yeah. Arnold noises though the ones that were the worst I felt like were at the very beginning yeah. when he was first put into like the fighting pits cuz we haven't yes. heard him talk at all. So the first noise we're hearing him make <laughs> yeah. is that like <laughs> I was cracking up, but I felt very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Final thoughts. How did you you feel? Pat, let's let's start with drunk Pat. (laughs) That was great. I mean, again, (laughs) for what it was, for like an 80s 
fantasy sword and sorcery, it was excellent. I feel like obviously it's not perfect. There are plenty of flaws with it, (laughs) but I wasn't bored and it was overall an enjoyable experience. Yeah. That's my final thoughts. That's it. (laughs) I'll piggyback. I I feel like you don't even need the, the caveat of for what it was. It was great. It was a surprisingly great movie without all of that. Like I, I had my expectations apparently unjustly set very, very low and it was surprisingly cinematic, like really good storytelling, like really interesting. Mm -hmm. I loved the pacing. Like it was a fairly long movie over two hours, but it didn't feel that long like they did a really good job of passing time and like showing him grow and fighting different battles but having it all be part of the same story so i was i was really impressed with that and the visuals were stunning the camera Mm -hmm. work the lighting the sets uh the costuming was phenomenal oh yeah so good um i'm i'm impressed with this movie <laughs> and i <laughs> yeah, the, really enjoyed it uh, yeah the pacing uh that, that's a really good point too the, the the pacing is really good and i think a lot of it is uh you know you're with conan i think in almost every scene in the movie like you're just with him yeah. the whole time and it's like just this one person's story you know and his friends uh so there's just this really good through line that's easy to follow and you always know what's happening kind of thing mm-hmm. so and it really sets a tone, you know, yeah. like they, it's definitely slow, but it it's, it feels appropriate because they're yeah. like setting a tone and yeah. the style and yeah, I, it was really well done. Well, I'll piggyback on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I thought, <clears throat> I thought overall, I wasn't expecting to like this movie to be a hundred percent honest uh, <laughs> at first. And I really enjoyed it. I was definitely really impressed. I mean, there's cheesy moments uh, and, you know, there's moments here and there. But overall, it was really fun to watch and really impressive. Like, a lot of really good just, like, filmmaking. Like, all aspects of filmmaking. You know, from the set design to the costumes to even, like, the acting was all really good. And the... um, even like the shot choices, like they did a lot of like low angles on Arnold and like sweeping shots to make him feel epic, to make him feel larger than life. And it it was just like good choice after good choice. Like so many things that like usually even nowadays, big blockbuster movies, I'm like, oh, I know how they did that. But there were so many things in this movie where I was just like, how the fuck did they do that? <laughs> yeah. And so, if, uh, if you compare it to that awful remake, too, it was uh, the, the remake makes the opposite. Like everything's a terrible choice and it's always shaky cam mm-hmm. and all these poor cuts and uh, uh, the, the tone is is overly dark. And there's, yeah, it's. Yeah there, yeah, there are a lot of good choices, and the look is great, and um, it, it's always interesting visually what's happening, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned I'm the, shocked at this. Oh, go ahead. You mentioned the tone, and that's something else that they did really well. They balanced mm-hmm. it without making it feel too dark, because there's definitely dark themes, but it still feels fun and lighthearted. But serious. So they like mm-hmm. struck that perfect balance. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they, uh, you know, you were there with those characters, you know, when they were, you know, they were rich from robbing the snake tower and they were just yeah. drunk off their asses for a while. <laughs> it was like, you know, there's good times and there's bad times and it's, uh, it's not all bad times, which is nice. So, yeah, um, I did my usual where I tweeted like a still from the movie. We always do that to see if our uh, Twitter followers could guess the movie that we're watching. And somebody compared the film to like a D and D campaign. Yeah, and I think that's such yeah. a good comparison because it feels like a really fun D and D campaign. Totally, it's like a well balanced party. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got, yeah, uh, you got your barbarian, you got your rogue, yeah. <laughs> wizard, thief, um, a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be the rogue. Would Valeria be a paladin? Uh, hmm. yeah. yeah, I think. Ooh. Yeah, maybe yeah. after she died, especially in Ghost Form. Yeah, they covered a lot of ground in this movie. Like yeah, in in the two hours, it, yeah, the, all of those different adventures. I just I can't believe how much stuff actually happened. In yes, this. it <laughs> felt like, so epic. Yeah, for like, sure. Like Conan literally gets crucified in the movie, which is <laughs> kind of insane <laughs> yeah. on its own. But while he's crucified on the tree of woe, he bites a <laughs> vulture in the neck and kills yeah. it. Like, <laughs> like that's so insane. But it's like. Okay, well, I guess he can get away with that, given everything else we've seen so far. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I uh, love that you brought up that, too, because the level of gore and blood on the, in this movie was, like, my level, like, the perfect amount for me. <laughs> I was, that like, was yeah. toned down. Uh, that was another note I saw that was, like... Oh, wow. They, the studio made them pull it back. Well, I, wow. It was, like, violence. watching that new... You guys see the new Hellboy with... Uh, oh, God. That, yeah. Uh-uh. It's uh it's like this times ten, like so much gore. Oh. Uh, but it was like it's all cartoonish and like none of it's believable, like this one where it's just like there's a mm-hmm. lot of cartoonish gore yeah. in this, but it was like yeah, well balanced, I think. Yeah. It wasn't like overtly gory, but it was so real that I found myself like closing my eyes a lot more. So which one? The Hellboy or No, no, uh, at Conan. Hellboy oh, okay. was, yeah. I closed my eyes because it was gross and ridiculous. And, and I feel like it's so. the kind of gore that we've moved away from uh, yep. in, in you know, the 80s. Like, humans are just water balloons, like, filled yeah. with blood. Yeah! I love <laughs> it! <laughs> yes! Like, anytime he'd cut someone's head off and it would just, like, you just see the gunk come out. Or, like, the snake, when he cut the snake's head off. Snake like, oh, God, yeah. so great. <laughs> it was, I like when he talked, the, the cult was also cannibals. Yes. There, was yeah. hum, there were people parts in that stew yeah. they were eating yeah. at the orgy. Yeah, oh, that, that's that, right. The, the whole orgy scene and their infiltration also, and they discover the orgy and then it's a human oh, stew. Boring looking oh. orgy I've ever seen. There is very little like motion <laughs> happening there. What are the top ten orgies yeah. that you've seen? There is like we, no, yeah. <laughs> on no thrusting. We we caught the tail end of the orgy, Pat. Right. Oh, the, they, they were all orgied all out of that. Yeah. yeah, they were waiting for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, ready they for dinner. <laughs> 
But what made it green though? Uh, the kale. Secret ingredient. It was oh. it was snakes and humans, maybe. They mixed them all together. Apparently pea protein powder. But that <laughs> them sneaking into the orgy was a hilarious scene because they're all sitting there like peering over the edge of the rock at the orgy and they like cut to the orgy and like something ambiguously sexy is happening and they cut back and slowly <laughs> pan and like the friend is horrified and the girl is horrified and then they get to Arnold and he's like smiling. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like okay, all right. I love their camo, their camo war paint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all yeah. dress like ninjas. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's super fun. Bryce was like, oh, I think they're trying to cosplay as Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and then also with the orgy scene, they had like a leopard or something chained up in there. Yeah. Who didn't fight, who was never oh, yeah. you know, released. But he had a lot of great reaction shots. <laughs> and it's like animal actors, you know, that was a good one. That leopard yeah. could act. Yes. I was disappointed that during the orgy scene when he turned into a snake, I thought he was then going to eat them. Like I thought it was like... They have sex, they eat a bunch of food, and then he eats them. That would have been dope. You know? Yeah. It looked like, like he just had something. Like sort of the ninjas showed up. Yeah. Yeah. He just left. It's a one-way orgy. What? you have any more th- what? final thoughts? I can't. Any more final mind. thoughts? Um. <laughs> one-way orgy just killed yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> is one-way it still an orgy? The worst. Yeah. My brain is like, broken. <laughs> one-way orgies are the worst in real life and on podcasts because they just kill conversational moments. <laughs> Fucking one-way orgies, man. My brain's still trying to process what that means. I don't. I, I just, haven't figured it out yet. I'm just wrong with it. I was just sort of thinking that it was like the green people soup was James Earl Jones's dinner, and he was going to eat soup and watch the orgy like it was dinner in a movie for him. Oh, because they brought the, they didn't okay. bring the soup down to the or, or the orgy folk. No, but the one lady took a bowl of it yeah. and then was like started eating out of it as she walked. Yeah. Back. Oh, did she? she? Did. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. And I thought that was like a looked like a chunk of lettuce or something. She was gnawing on. She pulled out. No, it was the hand. That was it. Was a yeah, hand. It was a hand. Now I'm thinking because because everything else was obviously human body parts. After that, I yeah, thought, yeah there were some sucked. gnarly like. <laughs> hollowed out human carcasses in the scene before and i was like what the fuck yeah and then they got to the soup and i was like oh okay yeah too uh-huh. brutal uh, no it was perfect it, it was great and there it was, was a, a lot of epic soup carrying too they had it on yeah. their shoulders and yeah. they didn't know what was in there there was a lot of buildup, and they just kind of revealed information about this this soup one bit at a time and then you're yeah, like oh okay, so yeah. great Humans. well i love yeah, how like how decadent and uh, debaucherous is your cult that cannibalism is like an afterthought? It's something like it's glossed, <laughs> yeah. like, like it's glossed over. It's like that's that's not even <laughs> scratching the surface of what the shit we're up to in here. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, yeah, right, you were kind of saying what you thought. I I was I was into this movie. It was it was very fun. Um, I. Again, I think because I just finished editing the uh, the other episode today for Crouching Tiger and, and sent that out. Uh, and I, we said something in that ep- episode about uh, the women not being not having girl boss moments, but still being fucking awesome. And mm. I it was just notable in this one too. Just like the writing for everyone involved was actually considerate uh, <laughs> uh for the most part and i uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it was it was it was a cool movie, and it's like it's not just cool from the eighties. It's definitely one of the few that's like I I watched this today and I enjoy it like in the mindset of today. Like this was dope. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like whenever we watch something like this, it makes me it, my ability to give people a pass for oh well the time you know what I mean because like well no there were people making shit that wasn't shitty mm-hmm. from uh like consideration of other people's standpoint at yeah. that same time so fuck you like you're asterisk still for the rape <laughs> yeah asterisk <for laughs> um, rape. yeah yeah fair yes mm-hmm. it's always something I mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that they're all barbarians and that's kind of like the whole rape and pillage thing. He gave her a blanket. It's their whole thing, guys. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're all about one-way orgies. Because that's what it would be, right? Have you guys ever seen um, Dragon's Lair? Or Dragon no. Slayer? Dragon Slayer. Not Dragon Slayer. That's not that one. Dragons. <laughs> not the video game Dragon it. Slayer. It's been a minute, though. Maybe we should do it for the show. Hey, if you're listening to this, tweet at us. What do you think a one-way orgy is? <laughs> no! No! Tweet no. pictures. <laughs> tweet, tweet at Pat. No, not only to Ash. When we release Best this, that's just got to be the hashtag. Orgy. Hashtag one-way orgy. <laughs> one-way <laughs> So, Jason, did it live up to your expectations again? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I've seen it like, I don't know, seven or eight times. And uh, I still notice new things this time. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a great movie. And uh, uh, and then one thing I haven't mentioned, the way it ends, I just love how it it's on old man Conan on the throne. Yes. yes. He's like, he's I like love a burden king. And then it implies that there'll be a sequel that explores that, which there never was. Uh, so there's still a bit of a movement to have old man Conan to have Schwarzenegger come back and he, yes. wants, to do it, and he wants to do it. And like at least once a month, I tweet at him and show a bit of support there. <laughs> so it's, uh, I really want to see that movie. Happen. I'll look for that. Cause I'll, I'll lend my support to that. Get some likes and RTs on that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, keep in mind, the studio originally I'm... wanted to do five of these and then did yeah. two. That's I'm a, shocked that's a lot of like, this movie actually doesn't have like the best rating. It's like a 1.6 on IMDb what? and a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I find uh, shocking. Rotten Tomatoes is dead to me. Yeah. 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 What about Metacritic? I feel like they're more. There were worse, 43% on Metacritic. What? But Google wait, users, wait. 90% uh, like Are you sure movie. it's not the remake? Yeah. No, it's not the remake. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so is it the remake? Nobody has any fucking taste Because that, that sounds like D- ratings that the remake would have. Yeah. It says 1982. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 43%. Movie, right? Wow, why is this so Isn't low? Isn't that sad? Is, as a fan of the original Conan's, is the, re- is the Momoa one worth seeing just once for the hell of it? Or is it like... I, I, I'm going to say no. Will it make my life worse? Absolutely. No, I, I would say don't see it. Even though okay. Jason Momoa is good, Ron Perlman's good, just the movie is crap. Okay, uh, no, I won't. But, but watch Conan the Destroyer once, even though well, it I've sucks. Because that, that movie sucks every, in a was, good way. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. uh, Ash, Sam, and Brett, since this is the first time you've seen this, are you going to go watch Conan the Destroyer, the sequel? Oh, it's on the agenda. Yeah, but I have yeah. to be as drunk as Wait. you are. 
Yeah, I uh, and in the mood to see Arnold's nips. <laughs> Always in the Always, mood. Yeah, yeah. That movie is apparently all loincloth. Um, it, it's Arnold and Wilt Chamberlain and uh, yeah. oh, and Whoops. this little girl that is like the annoying sidekick trope. Basically, that's one of the reasons Wait. it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's basically um, her arc for the movie. Um, but it's it, there's still a lot of good. There's still a lot of like classic kind of D and D type stuff in it. Um, and it's Arnold still, you know, being Arnold and being awesome. Um, but it's just, it's more of a comedy movie. It's definitely more PG. Um, so it doesn't have this sense of epicness, but it's still, it's still a cool movie. Like I still like the movie a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it, there's definitely more humor in it and most of it kind of misses. Akira um, the wizard's back in it, but also Grace oh. Jones is in it. Oh yeah. Grace Jones is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, she's like this crazy, uh, awesome Amazon warrior. Um, yeah, yeah, she's really good in it. Ooh. So yeah, different uh, party makeup, but again, it's still another D and D movie, basically. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that was Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Jason, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah thanks for yeah. having me. It was uh, a lot of fun. You, you want to tell everybody about all the things that that you do, your games, and the anything you want to promote. Plug, plug, plug. Sure, yeah. Um, So I'm most known for the Drinking Quest series, which is uh, part uh, Dungeons & Dragons type game, but also half drinking game. Uh, So when your hero dies, you have to chug the remainder of your drink in real life to continue. Um, Oh my god. So it's it's a 50-50 mix. Also, I do a a bunch of uh, webcomic team-up games. Uh, I've done Pretending to Grown Up, which is about being a grown-up and not feeling like one. Heck, a tiny card game with uh, tiny snack comics. Uh, after watching a movie about uh, snake cults, that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can see everything I do at uh, drinkingquest.com. That's the, uh, the the shortest one, easiest to remember. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah, I do funny stuff and D&D parody. So. Right Excellent. Well, that's right up our alley. If you should ask Brett what he what he made for his new D&D character. Oh, I'm, I'm playing Ooh. a gnome uh, barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a big heart. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> he's too small to wield a real barbarian weapon. Yeah, I can't use any of the actual. Oh, that's adorable. The, the loincloth would cover your whole body. I bet. <laughs> a loin cloak. Role playing as like nice. a, a oh, yeah. Italian, like 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 a tiny like. Hey, <laughs> don't, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, his name's Whack the Barbarian. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, whack. Like Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh, of man. D&D, I'm going to throw drop something in, because this will come. by the time this comes out, I don't know if the Kickstarter will be live yet or not, <laughs> but as of us recording this, I'm working with a team of writers, and we have been hired to create a D&D campaign module. That we've Ooh. been hired by a band to create a D and D campaign based yes. on their album. So it's metal, like like an so opera, cool. yeah. And we're close to finishing it, and we're going to. It'll be funding sometime in the first quarter of 2020. So when it, you know this comes Ooh. out, you will either have just started it or it'll be starting soon. So if you follow me at, at the Pat Edwards, you go to my website, thepatedwards.com. Check that out. 
Yeah, Pat's told me a little about it. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm sure we'll retweet it on Let's Rewatch, too. Uh, what's crazy is the band has liked what we've done so much in the drafts we've shown them that they have actually made changes to their stage show to incorporate <gasps> stuff awesome. we've made. <laughs> That's so campaign. cool. And then another entity group has actually already reached out to our three-person writing team about um, doing this exact same project, creating a D&D campaign around something they've done as well. So oh, this might whoa. be a thing. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you yeah. get to go them to be their a better show? Metal band. Well, yeah. yeah they're, they're, we're going to do a lot of cool stuff with this one I'm working on now. I'll tell you, it's called the red opera. You can look up the album right now on Spotify. It's called the red opera by Dia Morte. And, uh, we're going to do, um, like Twitch play tests. I'm personally, am going to DM. I'm going to put together, obviously people on this. I guess we'll be invited a couple of different parties that I want to run through as a DM and record it as a podcast as like a promo. Cool. To put out. So yeah, fun stuff. Cool. Right on. I'm so excited about that project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, I have a fun announcement too. Zombie Debt has gotten into the Florida Comedy Film Festival, which is happening February 6th through the 9th in Boca Raton. So if you're in Florida and you want to come see Zombie Debt, uh, just go to floridacomedyfilmfestival.com to look up info. And I don't think I'm going to that one because... Boca Raton's super expensive, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I love you all, but that one's too too much. <laughs> awesome. Ash, engage the listener. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter where we do fun stuff like polls where we let you guys pick the movie or if we pick the movie or the guest picks the movie, we do fun things like I mentioned where we tweet photos or like a still frame from the movie, and you guys get to guess it. And this time, guess who guessed it first? Our dear friend, Case. Oh, Case. Good job, Case. Wait, who's that? Also, Never heard of him. Oh. Yeah, who's that guy? <laughs> uh, also, Stormageddon also got yeah. it, and George yeah. got Storm. it. So good yeah. job, yeah, Matt guys. Storm. Yep. Who we owe a record to. Uh-huh. We haven't forgotten that. I'm working on Sorry. it. I've been emailing, yeah. But... <laughs> I can keep going. The exit. Oh, um, yeah. So if you liked our <laughs> podcast, uh, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. I think it's also Google Nailed Podcasts. It. Google Podcasts. It's easy. God now. damn it. It's they keep just changing it. Brand <laughs> and podcast. It takes me years to yeah. remember this outro. Stop changing your names, tech companies. Or really just tell a friend about our show. Just yeah, that would your, be awesome. Steal their flaps. phone and hit subscribe. Because yeah. you know what? Like Bryce tonight was like, how many episodes have you guys recorded? And I was like, I don't know. We recently hit 100, I think. 117 so like came out lot. today. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty cool. for everyone to find something yeah. that they will enjoy. Yep. Cool. And All right. We on. have a website. Right, Brett? It works. Is it working? It's, work. I mean, working? the link works. <laughs> All right, let's rewatch.com. Also, I want to reiterate because it's been a minute since you said it. Jason Anarchy, awesome guest at Drinking Quest on Twitter, drinkingquest.com. You want to check out his games? I just bought. Do you do this artwork, Jason? Is this artwork all you? Oh, no, I do everything but artwork. I, oh, okay. uh, I find really talented artists to work with. So it's. Uh, wow. Um, 
So with the drinking quest games, normally I'll have like, you know, a hundred descriptions of funny cards and I'll work with serious artists that draw really ridiculous things like a, like a sexy Cthulhu or, you know, whatever I need for, <laughs> for that part of the game. Uh, but then a few years ago, I started working with some webcomic artists who are already funny. And so then it's fun to kind of work with other people to kind of have their own tone set and kind of mm-hmm. write for that tone sort of thing. So um, I don't know, I just like a kind of different approach to comedy every time and a different approach to artwork. And, uh, but no, illustration, that's, you know, some, something I don't do. And I, I leave that to the professionals for sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at them now and then they all look so good. Yeah, love it. Pat's, yeah, Pat's uh, constantly talking about how cool your game is. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we uh, normally have to tell him to shut up about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I not just about I, that. I just, about everything, they tell me to shut up. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I just made stupid D and D campaigns for my friends for years without thinking twice about it. Then it just occurred to me that I don't know, maybe other people would like that stuff too, and they basically have. And so, so you know, I was able to quit my day job. Which I'm going to do. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to do like a no bullshit plug. Like what's cool about it is it's something where I love D and D and D and D is fun. It takes a commitment, right? Like you got to yeah. get to do it. To yeah. do like the real D and D. So this is a fun little, if you have a group of people and you're hanging out at someone's house and you're drinking, you, you know, obviously there's a drinking element. You don't have to, to even enjoy it. Cause it's the cards are funny and fun. It can be a little mm-hmm. thing where it's just like, it's all prefab and it's here we go. We're going to get a very like light taste of D and D have, and it's just pure. It's just fun. It's just like, you don't have, you know, a, yeah, you, kind you of don't a need to memorize thing. a textbook and you don't need to yeah. prepare anything. So I just wanted to make something that was, you know, quick start ah, that, uh, you know, that's had for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit, a bit of an icebreaker right away where the game's already silly and, you know, people can laugh at the jokes and, you know, piggyback off of them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, came from a place of love. I've never had a bad time drinking and playing D and D with my friends. So it's the best. Yeah. That's awesome. Right on. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, we do this every couple of weeks. Uh, Tune in for the next episode where we will be watching The Frightening. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you weren't going to do it anymore. I'm doing it. I have a couple more. Yay! (laughs) Yay!